Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Thursday, you know what that means. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast's AEW Dynamite Review. It's another two-man booth uh, this evening. It's myself, Big Tasty Ben Jackson, and I'm joined by Aaron Statman Sutcliffe. Hello, Aaron. How are you? All right, we got rid of the weak point. It's fine. Yeah, we've pinned him off to he's doing NXT. We, we've, we, there's, been a, there's been like a draft, and we've like we've taken all the talents to this side. It's like you know. Um, <laughs> You know, we're like we're like the pinnacle, and like Jay's like the inner circle, and we've like got rid of him. Yeah, fuck him. He, he, he might show up in our toilet. You never know. <laughs> well, well, we'll get onto that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, and I'm, I'm not telling the story about Jay and toilets. So that's a that's, that's a special one for for, for another time. Um, <laughs> right. Well, speaking of um, speaking of special ones, uh, we're going to start with. Um, Christine Cage versus Ka- uh, versus Kaz uh, and Christine Cage's singles first singles match in seven years as they um they actually they go back and forth but they're, they're very keen to push that it's his first it's the first time he's wrestled in seven years yeah um, Jr as well goes I go back to this kid his entire twenty five year career do you remember Jr being in DNA mate I don't, remember, I don't remember him commentating <laughs> on a instant classic Christine Cage in DNA. <laughs> No, and it, it, so first of all, I thought the thing I thought was quite cool. Um, Kaz had kind of done a bit of a throwback thing with his gear. It looked a bit. I think it looked a bit TNA. I didn't even pick up on it to be so honest. So yeah, there's like heavy metal rebel shirt on, which I think he had back. I think that was like one of the one of the sort of things he did in TNA, maybe. And um, his his trunks were very like metal inspired. They had like the Van Halen stripes. They had like a little like Iron Maiden esque symbol. I'm trying to remember what his gear used to be, to be honest. And you can't, you can't remember what Kaz's arse looks like. I mean, what's even the point? <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, a thing to note: uh, Kaz is currently 11-0 in singles competition, only in any competition in 2021. I think a lot of that was on dark. I think he's been, he's been, uh, yeah. he's been padding them numbers. <laughs> it, it seems to be everyone on this, like. Dynamite has been bringing up their numbers on Dark. <laughs> I think we have to assume now that you know they're going to treat Dark as a legitimate, <laughs> a legitimate competition. Apparently, so, so yeah, we'll just have to go with it. Um, I thought this match was really good. Um, I really it, enjoyed it. Oh, I, 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 oh, can... I, I'll caveat that. I enjoyed it for the type of match it was. Right, I just couldn't get into it. Like. I liked a couple of some of the things I really liked. So um, it started out very sort of map based, very grapple based, very sort of very almost very exhibitiony, very friendly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until um, about a couple of minutes in, Kaz does like a bit of a sort of not quite accidental sort of strike on Christian as he hits the ropes. Yeah. And it sort of knocks him for six, and that's the first strike of the match. Like there hasn't been a there hasn't been a shot thrown. At that point, it's all been grapples and moves. It's, it's what Cody and Cody thought his match was going to be like. Just yeah. grabby, grabby, pushy, but then, pushy. As soon, there's a couple of times where like 
you see, like obviously Kaz works like kind of heel. Um, I don't know if he's full heel or if he's just angry Kazarian. I don't know what what you're well, for here. He's he's having this thing with Daniels as well because they bring it up on commentary about if they lose as a tag team, it's done. Yeah. So I think he's bringing the edge of that storyline. Just you'll win at any cost, sort of. Yeah, like mm. a mean streak sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of like the the sort of every time Kaz got a bit frustrated. So Christine wouldn't, he wouldn't like, he was very clean. He was wrestling very clean. He was working very clean. But then whenever Kaz would like take a shot at him, he'd just fire back like and, and absolutely clock him, which which was pretty cool. Um, we got some nice, some nice, some, some nice spots as well. Um, we got a, we got a flux capacitor, which I didn't think either of these men were able to, to do or take at this point of their careers. That was uh, Spanish fly, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he calls it a flux. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which no, is, I was just is, making sure because I, I wrote it down. I was like, "Has he always called it that?" Yeah, like, he used it in TNA yeah. like quite a lot. Yeah, back in the dark in the exhibition, he, he he was a big fan of it. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought the match was good. Um, I think it's a nice sort of under the radar, not under the radar, but a sort of like easy way to bring Christian in to like get him off the speed. I, I get what you're meaning, but I just couldn't get into it because should we really be see like Christian get his getting his ass handed to him most of the match? I mean, like, they, until they, the very end, where they, the I mean, they, they, they went with the angle of he hasn't really wrestled for seven years. Like they were, they were not shying away from talking about like him possibly being out of practice. Um, having a bit of ring rust. There was, a, there was a, a spot in the match where Christian was on top, on the top looking for a splash. And I don't know if it was intentional, but he took like a bit of time to set his feet. And he sort of made a thing, he almost, he almost made a thing out of it to the point where you thought it was supposed to happen. Like he took, he took him like a little a couple extra seconds to find his balance before he jumped off. And that gave Kaz the time to get out of the way. So I think that, I think they're sort of running an angle that he has to like, you know, rediscover, or not rediscover, like refined his, 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 his like his, his, his cutting edge yeah. and his like his sort of like you know his, his top top peak performance. And it's a good, okay. it's a good, it's a, it's a good way to do a little bit of a slow build on him instead of because the main event scene's kind of crowded right now. So. Yeah, I I get you've got to slow build because it is a bit. There's a lot of people going for that title just now, or and, in that picture anyway. And if you show Chris, you're right in there, then the fucking internet plebs will be all. Stop crying into their, you know, they'll be, they'll be tears for bedtime, won't they? So, <laughs> oh, WWE like legend, like being in the main event, you know, TNA 2.0. <laughs> so, you know, but now it's you can't win because now people are going to moan that Christian's getting buried because he can only barely beat Kaz. So, well, that that's I'm not saying he got buried by Kaz. No, I'm not saying you, it. I mean, I'm saying decades on the internet will be like, oh, yes. Tony Khan spent all this money on Christian and they're just going to have him. You know, wrestling dark, and he's been he's going to be jumping to Marco Stunt next week, and you know, it's, you know, like because Christian's going to allow that, eh? <laughs> they get real. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, they, 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 it, in the in the eyes of the internet, they can't really win either. Either they're hot shotting him because you know Tony's a WWE actually dear Mark, or they're burying him because Tony's a dickhead who doesn't know what he's doing. So, yeah, pretty much, but. We we get paid by Tony, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my check, my, I cashed my check earlier today, so I'm going to say I'm going to say this match seven stars, instant classic match of the year contender. Um, no, I, I mean, I thought I thought for what it was, it wasn't it wasn't like 
and we've been really lucky in the last few weeks. The last few weeks, we've had really high energy, you know, super quick, fast-paced matches opening the show. This was a bit more, um, you could say, it was a bit slower. You could say it was a bit more methodical. It was a bit more sort of it. It was it was doing more storytelling and more psychology than it was doing flippy, floppy super moves, which doesn't quite give you the same sort of fucking. Yeah. I, mean, I came in and watched this match tonight after a, a long day at work and. Like last week, the last two weeks, I've done that exactly the same, and I've come in and I've been fired up for dynamite. This one didn't quite give me that energy. I had to go and make myself a coffee to sort of keep the to keep the energy levels up. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. but it, I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was decent, um, and it went pretty long as well. It went sixteen minutes. So yeah, it was a fair time of Christian just getting yeah. beat up and slowly getting involved. Yeah, they actually made, they made a point about sort of midway through the match. They said, if, uh, oh, I think JR said that if he, if he was scoring this, then he'd give it to Kazarian on points at that point because Kaz was was pretty yeah. dominant in the early. And then, yeah, it's sort of like Christian sort of found himself and then sort of grew into the match and then sort of took over. And Christian hit yeah. the kill. He hit, and they, so they're calling his move his finish of the kill switch. They're, they're keeping that. Yeah. You, you, yeah, they're calling it the kill switch. They've decided a name on it now. Well, they, um, said, it, they said it like four times when he hit it. Yeah. So. Um, Ah, popped from hitting the frog splash again, though. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how good he actually was at it. <laughs> better than uh, better than Snoop Dogg, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we're doing we're doing the tier list, then we'll put Christian solidly above Snoop. <laughs> top, top frog splashes or ranking all frog splashes. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, decent. Uh, oh, and so yeah, it's worth noting that so before he hits the kill switch, so he hits the frog splash, um, Kaz kicks out, but then Kaz is, going, Kaz is getting all angry and aggressive and he goes for a charge and Christian sort of sidesteps and like posts him into the ring post. Yeah. And that's what, and it, they sort of play off because he, try, he tries the kill switch a few times and he can't quite get the, the turn because Kaz keeps breaking it, but obviously he sort of damages the shoulder, which gives him the sort of the ability to, to twist him around to, to drop it. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, decent match. Um, yeah, or I'd start of the show. Did, did no, I'm totally in agreement. I, I, I mean, I, I, I can see your points. Like compared to like the the sort of absolute fire they've been serving up in the last few weeks as opening matches, this was this was distinctly different. Uh, it's just I also expected a bit more from Christian's first match, but again, it's a dynamite. They only have four pay per views a week, a month, a month, a week, a year. The other one. That one yeah. <laughs> So like they're gonna, he was gonna have to do it on dynamite at some point. Yeah, they, they couldn't have held off until uh, double or nothing. That would have been no. Ridiculous. So, but uh, it'll get better. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> uh, right. So next up, we move on. We've got a, um, we've got a Darby and Sting promo, like video thing, which I didn't. I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> First of all, I thought it was really well put together. Um, all of Darby's videos are is yeah. black and white and depressing music in the background. There's some music going on in the background about banging on about money. Yeah, um, and it's it, so it um it's quite it's quite um it's quite real talk from Darby. He's talking about like how Matt Hardy's getting older and his body can't hold up anymore, and he may he, he may he may be on his way out, and now he's projecting all these insecurities, and he's like sort of surrounding himself with these other people. We used to idolise Matt and Jeff and yeah. all that shenanigans. I mean, it sounds a bit like we're going to get a Derby, Alan, Matt Hardy feud for the TNT title, which I'm alright with that. 
I'm all right with it. It's just Matt Hardy is a bit awkward to watch sometimes these days. Yeah, but Darby can just bump his dick up yeah. for him, can't he? So it'll be fine. If Matt just stands in the middle of the ring and Darby runs at him <laughs> and it just flies the other way. <laughs> and then you've got all like all the all the boys in there as well, like you know, your private party and pushing the blade and you know, there's there's plenty they can plenty they can do with this. And then you might even get um a little bit of Matt Hardy be sting at some point. So who knows? Um so yeah, uh, I think oh, yeah, decent promo. Uh, Darby, like you say, Darby always he always knocks it out of the park, doesn't he? When he, when he does these, he, this is what he's this is yes. what he's made for. Uh, yeah, so that's nice. Um, then we got uh, a little Jade Cargill vignette uh, talking about Red Velvet and how like you know they're not finished and uh, she is that bitch apparently. I am that woman. I am that bitch. Which I thought did they cut very sort of abruptly at the end of that so that you know she didn't quite say the whole word bitch. Uh, is it not just the way she said it? Because I'm sure she says it again later on. Maybe. And it's really awkwardly said as well. So I think it's just how she says it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, this is just going to... I don't know when they're going to have this match. Presumably it'll be whenever they have their next special, which will be between now and Double or Nothing. They might have this this feud blow off, maybe. I don't know. Um, all right, so next up we go into the exhibition match, Cody versus QT, um, with Arn Anderson and special guest ref. This is the start of um, tonight's theme, which is a lot of people don't get entrances. Yeah, I like how they played this as well as Cody has been typical Cody, we always pyro. And they actually, mentioned, they actually mentioned that on commentary yeah, as well. Yeah, even shortened it, to be honest, which is fair play Cody. But um, yeah, QT's already in the ring and then commentary play up by saying, Oh, why does QT not get an entrance? What's going on here? Yeah, and, like... and so all of the Nightmare family are around the ring as well. So you've got like Big Shotty, um, Brandon Solo, Nick Camarato, a couple of guys that we've never heard of. Um, Anthony Ogogo's there, finally. Anthony Ogogo's there, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. The Gun Club. So everyone, the whole um, the whole lot around there. Um, And yeah, that, so the, the sort of... This match is really interesting because... Cody's kind of a bit healy in this. Cody's kind of a bit Cody in this. <laughs> yeah, because like so all throughout. So the way they, the way that, the way that they, they've sort of booked this, and it, I quite like it. I think the way it's meant to be is in Cody's head, he's trying to do right by QT. He doesn't want to hurt him. He doesn't want to like you know go. He's holding back a bit. He's not like giving him the full the full Cody. Uh, but in QT's head. It's really frustrating because he just wants a straight up match, and Cody's dicking around, and like, you he gets him in like the crossroads, and then he just drops him, and he, he gets him in like an armbar, and then he like he puts his foot on his head to show like, look, I could stand on your head here, but I'm not going to. Yeah, and it makes him look it's like, like it, it's like he's making QT look stupid. Um, in, yeah, in Q, you can see where QT, how QT would feel that way, you know. Like, how are we meant to? Are we meant to cheer for Cody in this? Oh, <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't understand, especially later on where I'm meant to cheer someone else. I don't get it. Like, they're booking for a few people, but... Yeah, so anyway, so this this sort of... That's the sort of the way the match progresses, and it's it just... You see, he gets, like, not visibly frustrated, but you can just see, oh, yeah, yeah, he's sort of you can see on his face, he's sort of getting a bit wound up. And he just wants he just he's just trying to trying to make the match work. He goes for um so the breaking point is he goes for a crossbody and Cody just like drops down and QT like throws him to the ring basically. 
because he misses this crossbody and goes flying the ring. And then, like, outside the ring, Dustin, you know, Dustin's there. Dustin's, like, trying to, like, you know, help him and be like, oh, come on, mate, you know, and he's like, yeah. he, like, shrugs him off saying, you know, get, get, get away from me. And then, uh, this is, I don't know if this was really condescending, but Kobe just sits on the middle rope and, like, pops the rope open. He's like, come on, come on, mate, come back in. You know, he's like... Hey. He's trying to be friendly because they're best pals, but that's what they're going for. Like, QT's sick of this shite being treated like the Brandon Cutler of the group, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, so QT gets... Oh, and at, at this point, brilliantly timed, we have a, a little chant of Cody's friend as QT's outside the ring. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, QT gets back in the ring and just clocks on Anderson <laughs> right in the face. Yeah, no messing about. Didn't even look at him first. Just no. went for it. Just rings his bell. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Dexon. Um, and then so Cody checks on on. Commentary freak out. And then QT just... He, 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 so this is really cool. So he goes out onto the ramp and he's, he's sort of like selling like... He's like holding his head in his hands and he's like selling like he, like, he just snapped and like it was like, oh, what, did he, what, how, what did he just do? What did he just do? And then all of a sudden... Everyone comes in the ring to sort of check on what's going on, and then it's it's pandemonium just breaks out. So you have, yeah, um, I think it was it was uh, Aaron Solo, Anthony Agogo, and I Nick can't Com- remember Nick, Nick Camarado. That that was his name, yeah. The uh, the big beefy guy who Moxie beat a couple of weeks ago. Aye. Um. Yeah, and they could start absolutely annihilating everybody in the ring, basically. That. That Nick Camarao is huge. Yeah, he is a, he is a large unit. Um, and he absolutely wrecks shit in this segment. He beats the piss out of everyone. He um, he throws leash, he throws big shot, he power bombs him outside, out of the ring onto the ramp, like over the top rope. He um, he picks up. The, he picks up the steel steps, which one of the commentators claims must weigh five hundred pounds. Yeah, they're made, they're made of solid steel, mate. Solid steel. <laughs> solid um, steel. Dustin blades at some point, um, and he's pissing blood everywhere. Um, he gets. Um, is it when he gets piled? It's just before he gets. It's before piled, he gets right? piled. It's when he's outside yeah. the ring because uh, <laughs> he's not even piled with him yet. And he just he just he just starts pissing blood, and it's like okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, does someone not stand on his head on the steps or something? I'm sure it was something like that. After Lee Shotty, he's been powerbombed. Dust, um, QT just stands. So uh, before we, we jump the gun here, so as um as so the, the three guys, I guess, you think it's just like an, an attack opportunity, and like um, QT still selling like the disbelief of what of his, what he's, of his heinous actions. Um, and then as like Nick Morato's got Lee Johnson in the powerbomb position, QT just like looks at him and then points like down. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit! Okay, this is this is QT's idea. This, he's behind all this. This is pretty cool. Um, he then, yeah. So they, they get um, they get the steps up on the stage, and um, QT pile drives Dustin, his form, now I'm assuming former tag team partner, onto the steel steps. Um, throws him off. He stands on Big Shotty's head as he walks around the ring. Goes and beats up on Anderson at ringside a bit more because he's like sort of clanging, clinging onto the guardrail. And then my my favorite part of the whole thing is uh, the very at the very end with Cody, where um, Aaron Solo and Nick Anthony Gogo, 
Anthony Gogo is just standing there, like look, like sizing him up, and he's just undoing his shirt cuffs, rolls his sleeve. Sorry, if, for those who don't know, Anthony Gogo is a former uh, British Olympic boxer. He won a bronze medal at the Olympics. Yeah. So the takeaway from that is he's really good at punching people quite hard. That, 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 that's what they were going for, yep. That's and all he, he just, needs. He just absolutely <laughs> leathers Cody in the ribs with like one punch. He just one bombs him and Cody goes down like he's been stabbed. Oh, it's so good. Like, I'm buzzing to see him in action like properly. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Solo, for um, just a case in point, uh, he, I saw a while back, he actually got Cody a PS5. So maybe that's what this feud is all about. Maybe he got Cody a PS5 and Cody didn't let him play it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what kicked us all off. Uh, maybe him QT. Maybe, well, maybe him QT. Um, a Gogo and um, Nick and Maratha. Maybe they're all Xbox guys, and maybe the rest of them are family of PS5. And like they they don't get invited to like the the, the, the Call of Duty nights, so they just start their own group. I feel their pain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this is so cool. I'm really excited for this. I mean, we all had like we all had the Cody fatigue a bit, didn't we? Like the Cody fear, and I was wondering how this Cutie Marshall. Like, we were literally wondering the other week. Like, does anyone care enough about Cutie Marshall for this to like be relevant? Yeah, right, but if right. it's gonna, if it, this is a way now for them to build characters out of Anthony Gogo, Nick Camarato, and Aaron Solo, then yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. This is a great way to to use Cody oh. to, to create these new stars. The, the wrestling marks on the internet have to be like, is this WCW? Because there are too many factions. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't care. Like, the, like, like, the thing is, if if there's loads of factions, people are getting like TV time on Dynamite. Have you ever been in like a large group of people, like a workplace or anything like that? There's always, everyone's in a group. Everyone's got a group of friends. Yeah. Everyone's got like social circles. Everyone's got people they hang out <laughs> with. You know, it's it's the way life is. You don't, you don't, you don't go into a workplace and everyone only hangs around with themselves. Like at my work, I've got like a certain group of people I talk to. I do. Hey, I've got people I don't like. I've got exactly. You know, you have into you're like, <laughs> like yeah. It's 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 they just because I don't know. It's 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 mad. It's weird. I don't care. Um, it's cool. I'm, I, I'm into Did it. you set their computer, mate, and eat Doritos and Mountain Dew? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm. 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 Oh, I'm. Sorry, as as the um as the segment's about to end, and they're about to pilmanize Cody's. Well, that's, yeah, they're about to pilmanize Cody's head with a chair, a concerto him on the steps, basically. Um, and Red Velvet runs out and is basically saying like, "What the fuck are you doing? Don't do it. What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" And um, yeah, they just back off and they, they all go down the hill exit as well. So Cutie, Nick Camarato, him, Aaron Solo, and. Gogo, which is yeah, I'm I'm buzzing for this. I'm I'm really excited. Like you say, I'm really yes. excited to see Antonio Gogo make his debut because he's been he's been really hype on Twitter these last couple of months saying how much he's enjoying like his training and stuff like that. Love Nick Camarato. I think he's got a great look. Want to see more of him. Aaron Solo's got nice hair, so that's cool. Um, when Red Velvet ran out, I was like, "Where's our bump?" Oh, it's not Brandy. Okay, right. <laughs> like, oh shit, Brandy. Should Brandy be? Oh no, it's fine. Oh, um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think it's, it's, um, it opens a lot of doors storyline wise. Um, I'm more for seeing them build some, some new stars again. I mean, these are so guys like Aaron Solo, 
uh, Nico Morado. These are guys who like have sort of come out of QT's gym like during the last year, the pandemic, you know, and they've really they've really stepped up and and you know delivered on dark and you know they've they've really helped out. So it's great to see them get this this opportunity to to sort of show themselves on on dynamite. Wait, when the pandemic first actually happened, these guys saved dynamite yeah. in their way. Technically, <laughs> yeah, the reason why they, they could still make shows happen basically because yeah. they, were, they, they stepped into like you know, people like these guys, Anna J, Tay Conte. Um, yeah, they're uh, basically, basically, QT Marshall single hand. And, and you know, I think that they, they, they kind of like played this into the storyline a bit. I think because QT was like, Yeah, I do all this, I train people, I do this, I do this. Where's, where's my respect? And yeah, you know, where is this? Put some, put some respect on QT Marshall. And now he gets to be, um, now he gets to be evil, evil. Mastermind QT Marshall, which yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Who knew we'd be saying that? Put some respect on QT Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, 2021, man, it's it's a new way, it's a new world. Um, so next up, speaking of um speaking of intriguing pairings and partnerships and comings together, we get a really cool promo. This came in, did it not? I think they, they sort of teased it on Twitter this last week. It just... I think they sort of mentioned I, it. I don't think I have either of them on Twitter. I, I don't I I just sort of retweeted by someone, um, like a few bits and bobs. So we have a really cool promo of um like sort of conflicting images of like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and they're like they're like finishing each other's sentences almost like they're, they're basically delivering a promo but like alternate lines. And the um, camera cuts in between the two as yeah, well. Yeah, it cuts from like one to the other. Yeah. And um and then all of a sudden it cuts the two of them and they sat next to each other, or they stood next to each other. And they deliver the, the close of, of it like in unison. They're basically saying about how they aren't being appreciated, then they don't want to share the spotlight with wrestlers on their level, and they're gonna start taking whatever they want starting on Monday. And then um Scorpius guy snaps his fingers and the lights go off, and it was really cool. I thought it was really good. It got me got me intrigued. Yeah, like it's two people. Well, obviously, Ethan Page has just showed up, but they haven't really given him anything, have they? So, and, and he played that into the storyline. He was like, he, yeah. he, he started out by saying like AEW have haven't kept their promise. Was was his like intro to the promo? Was like, I came, I, I did what I said. I was you know, I came here and I brought my staff out, and they haven't given me the opportunity. Yeah. They are the faces of the revolution, is yeah. what it is. Which well. is cool. So hopefully they're gonna go like a bit. A bit going to business for themselves, you know, in a in a non shoot style, and sort of claim what they think is rightfully theirs. Which yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, yep. Another tag team, but if, if they want to do some tag team shit, I'd be up for that. Um, we always need, we always like more stacked tag teams on uh, on the Dynamite roster. That's always that's always good to have. Um, oh yeah, and so they they said that um, on Monday it's going to be um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Matt and Mike Saddle. Alright, okay. On Monday. On Monday, on Elevation. Ah, I keep forgetting Elevation's a thing, I'm sorry. (laughs) You get get to have some, you get to watch that, or you have some very chilled out uh, poor white commentary. Oh, okay, right. So, Excalibur tell me everything, and JR mucking up. If anyone uh, anyone hasn't, I'm pretty you. have you watched any Elevation? No, I, I keep meaning to, but I was wanting to watch the first week because it was Mackie versus is it Baker or someone? It was Mackie versus yeah. uh, someone. Yeah, I can't remember. She... 
Anyway, yeah, it, it's um, it's really it's really quite good. So um, it, obviously it's it's Paul White and Tony Schiavone. Um, and it's got a very very at ease sort of. It's not as it's not as like meme tastic pop the boys as Excalibur and Taz, but it's just very it's very like relaxed and like there's no you know normally you've got like Jr. and Tony having a who can get more excited about everything competition. <laughs> uh, there's none of that. There's no raised voices. It's all just very, very sort of calming. It's quite nice. It's Monday, mate. Everyone's just knackered for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Where's they back? So yeah, it, it's it's um. I'm, I'll actually I'll actually watch that. I don't think I've quite got time to watch the whole show, but I might check out. They put them at the individual matches on YouTube, so you can always just check it out. Like, yeah. In a sort of a la carte way, it's quite nice. Uh, next up, we've got um, Dasher interviewing Red Velvet about standing up for Cody. Um, she starts talking about how like Cody's her partner. Don't say that around Brandy, make sure about you. Um, and she she's got his back. And then Jade comes out of nowhere, uh, beats the piss out of her, throws her into a something <laughs> like a box. <laughs> I think yeah. it is. Um, like and yells, "I told you, I'm that bitch." Um, she yeah. is that bitch. I think it's an actual. I think it's that with a D. The way she, the way she, the, the sort of heart she puts on it. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, keep this few going. I'm excited for it. Um, give me a, give me them too. Having a, a nice uh, when, when uh, depending on what Jade's, how Jade's getting on with the training and whatnot. I'd, I'd say let them go as long as they feel comfortable. Um, give them a nice, give them a nice match to, to really show what they can do. I mean, what we what we've seen of her, she's been all right. Like, yeah. I mean, we've only seen her a mixed tag and. Uh, Basically, uh, the squash. I'm with that's the word I'm looking for. Come on, RN wrestling terms. Come on. <laughs> yep, next up, we get another Aye. Moxley promo. No Kingston this time. Uh, his obviously his ankle injury is keeping him out. So boo. I mean, I love John Moxley, but you know, without Kingston, it's uh, it just loses a little bit. Is it not quite the same? For it's not quite enough for me anyway. It's not quite the same. <laughs> this is still this is still a cool little promo. So he's talking about like he talks about the young books again. Um, says they still haven't picked a fight, picked a side, and they would so when they want to be in the fight. Um, and all this time, he's just like ripping his shirt off while he's saying all this. And then um, he basically says, uh, puts over Caesar Bononi, who he's fighting uh, in a few minutes. He's said, six foot five, looks like a Baywatch lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, he said he could make a lot of money for AW unless uh, unless Moxie kills him in this next match. Oh. Uh, was it was he not ripping the shirt off because he said he was itchy because of all the scars, all the scars in the barbed wire, which of which he and had the made. barbed wire and the welts he's got from being burned. Yeah, he ripped his top off and he looked perfectly fine. Maybe that maybe they're mental scars. You don't know. Uh, like Kane. Yeah, I'm weird. It's psychological fire. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we get so we get the match. Um, Benoni's. The second, so this is round two of people don't get an entrance. So we have um, Cesar Bononi with Ryan Nemeth and JD Drake already in the ring. Right. Who is JD Drake and why does he look like my uncle that's really just my dad's best pal? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like um, he looks like what if someone from Shameless was a wrestler? But, yeah. <laughs> Not the American Shameless. The UK no, no, one. the proper one. <laughs> um... Yeah, the one that's set in somewhere in the north. It's definitely not Manchester. Um, <laughs> and then we get an, an angry Mox entrance where he comes out and he's kicking shit all over the place. Yeah. 
So basically, I think the sort of implication here is that Mox wants to do a violence because he's angry, and obviously he, he wants to do a violence, but he doesn't want to go on his own. But Kingston's fucked, so yeah. Yeah, so they have a match, and it's yeah, it's kind of fine, really. It, it done the job as some. It, see, again, this is my issue with Moxley. It's just if it's not like a weapons or a stipulation, he does the same things over and over again each match, and. He's very basic as a wrestler, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets the job done. He's like a what's, what's he's yeah. Like a, he's like a, he's like a he's like a I don't know, like a chicken sandwich, like a chicken sandwich. You, you know, you don't get excited you know, from a chicken best, sandwich, but you're you always you're always happy to have one. The the best comparison is probably like Stone Cold, like basic moves, but amazing on the mic, amazing and like just actual fighting. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah, when the entrance hits, it gets you pumped. And you're like, oh shit! Yeah. Well, it's one of them. Like when 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 they come out, you're like, oh shit! Yeah, business is about to pick up. Um, because yeah. he's, gonna, he's gonna do something mad, or he's gonna smack someone like for no reason, or you know, whatever. Um, so the, 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 I mean, this match went it went it went like eight minutes. It was it wasn't a squash. Um, it started out with um Moxie on the offensive, but then like Benoni sort of like manages to sort of exert his, his size and power, and sort of uh, Moxie like he tries a few like ring attacks, and he just sort of bounces off, and he has to sort of work his way around. Um, there's a bit of fuckery. Um, Ryan Nemeth tries to get involved. Then he gets himself a paradigm shift for his for his troubles. Right. Yeah. See when he gets that paradigm shift and he's ripped his top off, he looks a very unhealthy mixture of dark orange and bright pink. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's quite scary. Aye, <laughs> like a Dale Wynn after he's run up some stairs. It's like Dolph Ziggler going wrong, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I like if you ask someone to draw Dolph Ziggler from memory. <laughs> Just exaggerate everything, like the nose and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, but only tries to take advantage of the distraction. Um, Mox comes back, takes him. Does he give that back on him? Paradigm? Does he paradigm shift him? I don't think he does, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he just, he just, goes, he just, locks, he just locks him in the sleeper and uh, chokes yeah. him out. And yeah, gets the win. Get the little rear naked joke. So yeah, then we have another video of Team Taz where everything is absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. No, honestly, it's, it's totally fine. Who's so, wearing a wife beater? We're just going to say fine. The more we say fine, the more people think everything's fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then Ricky Starks jumps in and he sort of says, he sort of takes over and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Don't worry. You know, the, we're back to the way it was. It's not a problem. Um, and then he asks Brian Cage for his opinion, which is controversial because Brian Cage is the one who has issues. Um, and Cage was saying that, you know, they apparently, so did they have a tag match last on, week? On Dark? Or it was on Dark or Dark Elevation, they said. It was definitely a Dark. And so Cage was saying, oh, well, if you'd have tagged me in quicker, then we would have won quicker. So I think Cage is trying to, I think the angle they're trying to go for here is maybe Cage is saying that the team Taz are holding him back. Maybe that like Ricky Starks is like the weak link, maybe. I don't know. I think they're going for is Brian Cage is turning soft. I yeah. think is how they're. Well, it's kind of weird because last week it was like the issue was that Cage was saying that Sting, he respected Sting and everyone was furious about that. 
But now, in this week, they've booked it so that Cage is saying that they'd have won. So this is quite arrogant. Cage said maybe if he'd have typed in sooner, they would have won sooner, which means that, like... So he's, he's, it's the, other, the flip the switch over here now, and I don't know why, I don't know how they're going with this, but, yeah, it's weird. But uh, it's just it's just general general Discord, isn't it? In, in Teen Titans, something's obviously not right here, but it's going to break down sooner or later. It's looking like Cage is going to be the one I who mean, gets booted. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy supporting whichever one turns face to be honest like <laughs> yeah i mean they're all they're all good aren't they um, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have a good time regardless and if they fight each other for a bit then that's gonna be fine as well um yeah uh taz butts back in and he's like oh you know it's fine don't worry guys fine he's just fine about nine times because everything's fine um key takeaway everything's fine and then there's no one can stop the just like it's just like his wwe career it's fine yeah it was fine <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So then we cut backstage again to uh, MFJ. MFJ. MJ, that sounds like a sofa company. Jesus Christ, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> MJF is backstage with the pinnacle. And he, he they were hyping prior to the show that he had a special gift for them. Yeah. So um, he introduces their new pinnacle stylist who's going to... And there's a guy there with like... Um, He's got like loads of swatches of like fancy fabrics, yeah, and he's gonna, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna, well. he's gonna hook them up with some tight suits so they can all look as fly as Wardlow. I mean, that wouldn't that wouldn't have cost like nothing. That would have been expensive just for that stylist. Yeah, uh, and then they also say that the room they're in is is shit, and they're gonna get an interior decorator to sort of spruce it up. Bear in mind, this is the inner circle's old dressing room that they're in. Um, so then, this I love this. He just opens the bathroom door for for some reason. It was so unexpected. Like, how long have they been there? <laughs> and Chris Jericho, Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara are just in the bathroom. Just... And then, and then just like he doesn't panic too much. He just sort of calmly closes the door. He's like, "Yeah, we need to leave right away." <laughs> so then Why? He goes... It doesn't matter. We're going. <laughs> He's like, right, no, let's just leave that there. We're just going to go out this door. And so he opens the other door, and Jake Hager's standing there. So it's like, oh, oh, well, this is fucked now, isn't it? <laughs> and then, and then, and then a fight happens, and we basically get, um, we basically get like the entirety of um, the Stadium Stampede match, but in about four minutes. Not even that. I don't think it was very fast, and a lot of. I had to pause and play it constantly to write notes down for this. <laughs> yeah, well, do you want to do you want to take this away, mate? Because all I've got is uh, it's really good fun. Yeah, I, I've just got all the key bits really. Uh, Sammy hits his finisher on Spears, um, then slams a door in his head. Well, like, so Sammy hits his finisher. Sammy hits his finisher on Spears, who then falls backwards, wangs his head against the door <laughs> as he lands, and then like, it falls into the doorway. And that was no big corridor as well. That was a tiny ass corridor. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Sammy goes all Vinnie Jones on him and just, like, slams the door on his head. Yeah. Um, Hager, Hager puts Wardlow through a massage table by just slamming him through it. While a masseuse is, like, literally screaming at him to go away. <laughs> um, Cash gets shoved into an ice bath that's just in the middle of a couch. What? No, no, to be fair, they've, 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 they've used that a lot on BTA. Uh, that is like an actual thing that's there all the time. Oh, okay. It's like, just... it's, like, it's, like, it's like a recovery therapy room sort of thing. Um, they had like, there was a whole thing, like the Dark Order were doing a thing like who could sit in it longest. And I think they did, um, 
something for like the BTE Championship, but like they have to sit in it for long you could or something like that. Why? Why is it in the middle of a couch though? Like it's got it's like just, a. It's just outside. It's, it's, I, think, I, think, I think they just put it outside, like the smoking area, basically. So it, it doesn't like overflow <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. It, it genuinely looks like that. <laughs> it was mad, um, obviously, because so, this is all like it's all like playing on like fast forward on it, so it's like. Obviously, in a, in a match like this, you'd set something up and then you come back to it. You just see an ice bath and like, oh, there's an ice bath. I wonder if, and as you're thinking, I wonder if, like, you literally see Cash just flying towards it. Like, oh, no, there he is. Yep, he's yes. going straight in. Uh, Dax busted open at his ear. I don't know how. Yeah, they just, they just cut. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Santana just swings a chair at Dax, like a fence, hits a fence, and then all of a sudden Dax just appears from off camera, just covered in fake blood. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what the fuck's happened to him? Uh, and then um, Santana picks up a bit of the broken chair and just like stabs him in the head, <laughs> legit stabs him in the head with it. Absolutely mental. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen a tweet as well from him. Like he did have to get like stitches, or obviously it could be a fake, like to make it look. But they put a tweet out with like blood and stitches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, it made, that made zero sense. I tweeted until I saw this segment. By the way. Oh, oh, oh right. you saw the tweet first, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jericho puts MJF's head in the toilet. My question is, why is the water so high up that toilet? <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think in America, some of the toilets do have like higher water levels. Um. I was in Texas last year and I did not see no toilet. That's Texas, like that. that's, that's Texas mate. There's like there's no water down there. It's the Florida it rains all the time and it loads of water. <laughs> Alright, okay. Well basically his face was just in the toilet and it was like right up to the rim of the But like but by the time I mean to be fair, I like to th- I think what probably happened is they probably emptied the toilet out and filled it up with like clean water. Yeah. Yeah. Was, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but like when his head, I, I was like, because I was the same as you. Like when Jericho put his head in, I was like, oh, that's you know, maybe they're gonna cut away and like his head's not really gonna be in the toilet. But then he lifted him out and like the same camera cut and he was fucking soaked. So, I know it's like ridiculous. Um, I mean, props to MGF for doing that, by the way, because that was a that was a that was a funky spot. Yeah. Um, and then and, he was, and then Jericho just yeets him through a fucking drinks like yeah, fridge. The fridge glass door, yeah. Like, just drags him through and goes, here you go, pal. Oh, after, and, opens, and, it, and then he douses him with a bit of the bubbly as well. Yeah, opens a bit of the bubbly, drinks of it and goes, Ugh, and then just pours it out him. I'm like, all right, cool. My issue is here, can I, like, support Jake Hager? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about, like, them trying to portray Hager as a face. Like, I know... He's a bit of a dickhead, and I don't want to cheer him. Like, Jericho at a push, yes, because of Chris Jericho. Jake Hager, not so much. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have those, I don't have those years of adoration <laughs> to fall no. with Jake Hager. <laughs> but I do, I do like literally how uh, as soon as Jericho, like, threw, uh, as soon as, like, he was finishing, Jeff, he just sort of, like, he just sort of, like, motioned, like, snapped his fingers, motioned, and, like, Santana Ortiz just grab him, like, under each arm and just, like, drag him, drag his, like, lifeless body out of the room. Yeah. And then, basically, Jericho just whaps it an inner circle plaque, takes the pinnacle one off the door, or the side of the door, just slaps the inner circle one on. You've got to answer the, you've got to ask the question, you know, what sort of, um, what sort of businesses or company is Tony Khan running? Can you just annex people's territory by like putting a sign on it? It's just capture the flag, mate. 
So if we just took, if we got another type of wrestling podcast um, sign and we just stuck it on that, does that become our room? It's no hours, yeah. Simple. It's pretty easy, just like that, mate. And then do we get do we get to be on dynamite? Is that, is that all it takes? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll keep dark any day. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I I really really enjoyed the segment. Um, yeah, like I said, it gave me it gave me like sort of condensed stadium stampede vibes. Yeah, like this is a shape I love about AEW. <laughs> just the nonsense. And it was just like, like they literally—you can tell when they put this in. They're like, "Right, how much time do we have?" Well, about three and a half minutes. Like, okay, we, we need to get to work. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Full throttle all the all, way. All killer, no filler. Like, if, 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 if <laughs> any, if any, if like there are two seconds of this shoot, of this video that aren't someone getting like the shit being out of them, we're cutting it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, really fun segment. Uh, so we're going to get um, the inner circle are going to speak next week apparently, and we're going to get a little continuation, and they're going to they're going to sort of lay out what's what's going to happen going forward. Which yeah, I'm excited. I mean, surely this has got to be building. So you'd like to think this is blood and guts happening here, now, finally, wouldn't you? Well, it was meant to happen a year ago, so I'd assume they'd want to still do it. Yeah, as it is war games. So wasn't actually meant to be a year ago this week, wasn't it? Because this was meant to be yeah. Brody Lee's, Brody Lee's debut show. It was meant to be, wasn't it, this week? Yeah. So yeah, exactly a year ago. So that'd be cool. It'd be cool if they actually can get to do it at some point. And if it's these two teams, it'll be fly as hell. Um, I also liked how I mean, so just just one last thing. But I also like in like a a Saturday morning sort of cartoon heroes v villains sort of way. As soon as the fight broke out, everybody just instantly happened to pair up with the right person. Yeah. Just it's like they're just standing off at each other. It's just yeah, like, like on. they just magnetically <laughs> attract each other. So you got like Hager and Wardlow, uh, Sammy and Sean. You know the two tag teams, and then Jericho and MJF. It was like, yep, yeah, it was almost like it's almost like they planned this. It's great, but in that sort of like He-Man versus you know um, Skeletal way, where they all like, sort of end up fighting the right person. All right, so next up we get um, a quick. Uh, a quick Young Bucks interview with Alex Marvez, asking them about um, sort of the Kenny Omega situation and what's going on. Matt Jackson just says he's sick of airing his dirty laundry on TV every week. Um, and then this is quite cool. So Don Callis comes in and he basically just tells Nick Jackson to fuck off. And Marvez. And Marvez. Well, Marvez and, first and then. Goes, yeah. Hey, and they do. They just to leave. And it's just him and Matt. Um, and you don't know. I don't know how this is. Are they, is, like, is Don making a play for Matt here? Maybe like without Nick. Oh, don't second best Nick like that. Come on, <laughs> Nick's the hot tag, mate. He's money. He he has money. <laughs> this is really cool. So he's, he's saying about how like um, Matt broke Kenny's heart, um, and Kenny and they, they go back to this and they talk about last week where he goes back and says Kenny came to AW because his friends were there. And his family were there, and he could have chosen more money. He could have had a bigger stage, but because of the young bucks, he he made this decision based on who his friends were. And um, yeah, he's still, he's trying to. He's, Callus is trying to reach out to him, and um, yeah, and then Cal, and then so Max gets a bit angry about this. He sort of just grabs Don and sort of pushes him, pushes him, starts pushing him around, and um, yeah, and then Callus um, says that Matt was calls Matt truly pathetic <laughs> before he leaves. Yeah, like it's 
is I don't know what, where they're going with it though. Cause it seems to be. I think it's just mind. Like... I think I think it's just mind games. So I think they're going to play. So it's going obviously they're going to have eventually like well next week we're having the, uh, the Young Bucks and Moxley versus the Good Brothers and yeah. Um, so I don't know. If there's going to be some sort of indecision on the part of Matt here. If Don's like sort of got into his head and made him question things or. Do you think they'd give like Matt a world title shot? Or just a match with Kenny, like just as a on his own. Possibly. I mean, I'd I'd watch it. I think it'd be good. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, I'd I'd watch it. Um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. It was I like Don Carlos in the in this sort of like, um, you know, scumbag role that he's in 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 these these well. It's a thing now because for the what second or third week in a row, Excalibur at the end of the promo goes yep. Don Callis living up to his name of human garbage. His reputation is human garbage, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, uh, yeah, Excalibur, and um, well, we have more of that now because we have the, the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Oh, I love it, Laredo Kid. It's, I mean, it's just, I saw on Twitter. So this is his, this is his final appearance in this little run, I think, for AW. He said yeah. that he, he put a tweet up about how he, he was. So, he was leaving, but you know he's going away to do something else. Um, but he was really happy to have been in AW, and thanks to the opportunity. And it was it was great to have him basically because he um and he he did a he did a lot of work in this match to be fair. So, yeah, Lucha yeah. Laredo Kid versus Kenny and the Good Brothers, and again, um, even Kenny doesn't get his music in this. Yeah, it's <laughs> new music. Is it is it a good is it good brother? It's not I think it's I think I think it's kind of it's well it's meant to be because the the video package is just the AW title, isn't it? Yeah, but it had. But if it, I thought I thought that was the Good Brothers music they used, like, well, it was no. it was the music the Good Brothers used, wasn't it previously? Was it? I to be honest, I could barely hear it because commentary and the crowd were that loud. <laughs> I just could barely hear the music. But well, first of all, they have um, a little soundbite as the as. Um, they actually refer to themselves as Death Triangle, as, as all of them. Uh, Phoenix, he refers to them all as Death Triangle. Um, and they're doing like a little talk about um, saying they're coming for all the belts. Basically, he said they're going to take the, the um, tag titles off the Young Bucks. And then they're going to come and take um, the, 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 the world title off Kenny as well. Um, Penta, Penta gets translated from uh, Alex Marvez again, which is brilliant. A bit more Penta says, which I'm fully into. Oh. And then, um, which one is going for that world title? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd buy either of them. I mean, I'd love, I'm a Penta fanboy, so I'd, for me, Penta is, is, is Bay, but obviously, Phoenix is also one of the best wrestlers in the world, so I don't know. I'm, I'm happy either way. Yeah, I think, I think I prefer Phoenix just for Phoenix things. <laughs> Phoenix just, yeah, Phoenix just forgetting about gravity for casually for a little bit of, of a time. Pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, so we, so when we get, the, so and, the, and so when um when the, the other when Kenny's team come out, Don Callis is carrying both the AEW title and the AAA Mega Championship as well, which yeah. I love that Kenny only brings his title out when he's facing one of the Lucha Bros just to piss them off. It was his his last defense, not against Laredo Kid as well. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I know the last the last time we saw it on Dynamite was when he fought Phoenix and he had it under his yeah. um, under his jacket when he took his jacket off, which was pretty cool. Uh, I love how I love how he just brings out to, to just bait like Lucha wrestlers. Well, so it's so a uh, Laredo kid's the cruiserweight champion just now for Triple A. Uh, Phoenix was the guy that Kenny got the title from. Yeah. In the first place, so and then obviously I 
I assume just pain I was had it before. I assume so at one point. Yeah. You'd assume so, wouldn't you? Um so yeah, the match starts with it starts hot with the death triangle. We're gonna call it death triangle for the sake of, of, of ease. Uh, just jumping over the top rope into the ring to clear everyone out. Um we get some really nice sort of jumps to the outside. There's a really cool spot where like Radio Kid was on the apron and Penthrid Phoenix dove over side of him and he did a moonsault at the same time. Yeah. Onto the three guys, which is really cool. Um for most for, for a large portion of this match, it feels like um it's just the Good Brothers beating the piss out of Laredo Kid. Yeah, um, Gallows, just as they're getting in the groove and bullying Laredo Kid, Gallows hits a mean-ass roundhouse kick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It made a sick noise and Laredo Kid just dropped. <laughs> I didn't think Gallows would get his leg up high, to be fair. <laughs> no, neither did I. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was impressive. Um, yeah, so and then eventually I think they make the tag in to... Phoenix is a, they do they do some very quick tags um their triangle so Laredo Kid tags out and then I think Penta tags in and then immediately Phoenix tags in so they come in and do a double team which is really cool uh, a bit of double team stuff there's a really cool spot where I can't remember I can't remember how it sets up but someone's sort of hung on the ropes and Phoenix just comes out of nowhere with the top rope penalty kick and just absolutely blasts them. Yeah, you don't, even, you don't even see him on camera. He literally just comes into the screen, like already on the top rope, because drills that, him. I, that's the best way to do it with Phoenix, isn't it? Just yeah. in a tag team match, just let him just come into the camera. <laughs> yeah, he just appear out of nowhere, like at full, yeah. at full speed, and just attack. And yeah, okay, that's really cool. Um, yeah, some nice, some really nice bits and bobs. I mean, like the action really cranks up here. This is a, this is this is really cool. If this if this didn't have the world champion, and it would have been a really cool opener for the show, I think. Yeah, because uh, it was that it was that typical like AEW high energy that we that we sort of come to know. And I mean, love. Ke- Kenny could have been in that opening match as well. Like the, I'm sure they've done it when when Moxley was champing stuff yeah. as the first match. So oh. yeah, so a Laredo kid counts as a warming angel. Um, he hits a sick looking Michinoku driver for a close two count. <laughs> there's a lot of awful spots in this like just look horrible in this match at the end yeah like, there's a few um, like Anderson hits a Claymore kick that looked better than Drew's ever done it <laughs> at one point like it was so brutal uh, Laredo Kid almost kills himself with a tope suicide on Kenny yep. where he goes he goes flying so high so fast that he just instantly dips Straight down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like one of the one of the early big E suicide dives. You remember those? <laughs> oh, come out at like an acute um, angle and just like spear towards the floor. Yeah, just instantly into the ground. And then Laredo Kid at one point at the end as well goes for a Phoenix Flash. I think this is the ending. Yeah, it is. Um, of and he rolls through it because he misses it. Um, how, how you can do that many rotations and flips and then roll through, I don't know. But <laughs> um, And then he gets V-triggered and then the one-winged angel. Laredo Kid doesn't kick out at 3.1 this time. No. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, he eats it all the way. No, he, he's not a cheeky scamp this time. <laughs> yeah, decent match. I think everyone, everyone got a chance to show off. 
bits of others. I think Good Brothers have, have looked really good in their in their like sort of AEW career so far. I think you know they were they they they, they suffered a bit of damage over the last few years <laughs> to their credibility, and they've, yeah. they've sort of they've sort of built themselves back up now, which is which is quite cool to see. Uh, they 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 feel like a threat, whereas they were a bit soft when when I didn't I didn't have that much respect for them when they first came to AEW uh, based on what I'd seen previously. Like yeah, I'd never been a fan of them, but when I first properly knew about them was with that other company. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's kind of nice that the character, sort of the characters they're playing, because they are like for one in the ring, they're a, they're a bit boring and they're a bit basic, but that's the characters they're playing here. They are they are the guys who come in and stop you having fun. Like you're not you're watching all the cool flippy boys like Phoenix, and then they come in and just kick him in the head and make him fall over. Yeah, and you, don't, and you don't get to watch him anymore. You just get to watch Luke Gallows do a rest hold for five minutes, which is the point. Just give me more Gallows roundhouse kicks, please. <laughs> well, all I want, all I want is Gallows making roundhouse kicks and cock jokes, and that's it. <laughs> Kiss for the boys. Exactly. Um, yeah, I really, I really, um, I enjoyed this match. Uh, it's like you say, it's any any AEW trios tag matches featuring. Lolly Juros is just it's just a winning formula, isn't it? <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting. And then yeah. you, throw, you throw Kenny Omega in there as well, and it doesn't get worse. So uh, so after the match, um Moxley walks out and the young books come out. And yeah, that's it. They have a Yeah, as soon, as soon as they enter the ring, they just instantly leave the ring and yeah, they the, the heels just bail. And yeah, yeah. That sets up that sets up the match we have next week. Um so we're gonna have the team of Moxie and the Young Bucks versus the, the team of Kenny and the Good Brothers. Which yeah, I'm excited for that. Um so next up we've got Britt Baker and Rebel talking about um Well they they sort of put over Dark Elevation first and say about it. It's, it's quite cool. So even though it's a heel. She sort of puts over the fact that it's about, you know, the stars of today, wake up the stars of tomorrow, which is, yeah, that kind of set up the stall, which is pretty nice. Um, and then she puts it, and she kind of turns it around and, like, does the heel thing. And it's like, oh, and it's a really good place for people like Thunder Rosa to, like, as we were talking about before, just bump up their numbers, get them wins. Yeah, boost up the wins. Uh, I've totally went blank because I put. She basically says that it's a shame for Thunder Rosa. She sort of mocks him at the end it's a shame for Thunder Rosa that, like, her biggest win on AEW, the biggest match of her career, the biggest win she'll ever get, doesn't count because it wasn't a real yeah. match. It was sanctioned, so it doesn't count as a win. Uh, she needs to come back to the dark to get those legitimate wins and boost the numbers. Um, and um, Britt Baker herself, you know, even if Thunder Rosa's trying to put the numbers up, she's going to stay on, on Dynamite and put AEW on the map because she's and she's sort of working there, like obviously because she lost, it wasn't like a legitimate loss, but obviously because it was a big, big moment that got a lot of viewers and drew a lot yeah. of eyes. It was Britt Baker doing good things for AW and putting them on the map, being being the the, the, the pillar of the division that she thinks she is, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then a match I totally forgot we were having on the show until it happened. So I, I saw the time and I was like, oh, it must be a big main event. And then this match happened. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed it and I was I was excited for it when it was announced last week. And I just, but I just totally blind and forgot it was happening. Uh, so we have Nala Rose and the Bunny versus Tay Conti and Karashida. With everybody, everybody at ringside. Yeah, uh, out of the four of them in that match, I really like three of them. The other one I couldn't really care for, but I think the other three out of the whole other women's roster, like they these are the three to watch. Is the other one the bunny? The the other one is the bunny. <laughs> 
I don't. I mean, I, I, I we, you know, Ali from back in TNA, right? Yeah, I, I know who she is, but I never really liked her wrestling, to be honest. Yeah, she's she's fine. You know, she's I, a. I liked her. She's whole... a she's a good like companion part to to anyone else, you know. Her and Rosemary's storyline of the Demon Bunny was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. But... Yeah, so um yeah, it's a, it's a it's a sort of it's a fine match. Um about a couple of minutes in. Obviously you've got like a whole dark order at ringside for with Ty and you've got all of Matt Hardy's fam and Vicky Guerrero on, on the heel side. And obviously this all sort of spills into a huge brawl at some point that people are jumping off the ring and all sorts. It, it's it's fun, it's entertaining. Um and then the bunny hits Ty Conti with a kendo stick and hits um her finisher to go down the rabbit hole, I believe. Uh, I didn't even pick up on that. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, and it's like a, a sort of sit, um, elbow sit down thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. You can't see what we're, we're both miming it. And it yeah. Big Show called the the showstopper, but instead of the leg, she's using her elbow. There you go. There you go. Visualize <laughs> that, and you'll be all right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Uh, so the heels win with through fuckery, and then it's announced that next week we're going to get uh, Ty Conti versus the Bunny in one on one singles action. I, I really like Ty Conti. Yeah, nice. Ty, Con- Ty Conti's got great. She's got a future in in the business, and she's going to be great. Number one contender. Number as one well. contender. Yeah, well, they're going to have to address. She, it's quite in- interesting. I mean, they haven't touched on so much yet, but obviously she's doing a lot of teaming with Shida. But eventually they're going to have to come together and fight, which is going to be quite an interesting. Uh, yeah. thing to happen so I'm, I'm quite cool but that's quite cool um, we're also going to have next week uh, Darby Allen versus JD Drake in the TNT title match an open challenge that JD Drake has apparently been allowed to answer despite the fact that I don't think he's ever wrestled in Dynamite well I didn't know who he was <laughs> uh, and something we didn't know we were getting but it's sort of been built a bit um, we're having Jurassic Express versus Bear Country sponsored by Godzilla and Kong? Godzilla versus Kong. Well, we have a promo about that right now. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about um, they're talking about like Godzilla versus Kong. Jurassic Express is talking about Godzilla versus Kong. Obviously, as Luchasaurus tells them they are Team Dinosaur because you know dinosaurs, Godzilla. Uh, however, <laughs> Marco Stunt has a Kong tattoo. <laughs> uh, he always had that. And no, just... that looks. I, I mean, is that real? Is that temporary or permanent? I don't know. I didn't really. Notice it before, so and it's on his like it's on his like forearm as well. Yeah, um, like you I've got some tattoos on my forearm and they're incredibly visible. So it's like it's something you can really hide. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, and Luchasaurus is furious that he's not um, that he's not Teen Dinosaur and he storms off. Uh, and yeah, and so check out Kong versus Godzilla on HBO Max. Apparently, do it. Yeah, because the the movie is just sponsoring that match alone. I mean, I actually do watch the film. I'm a big, I'm a big Godzilla fan. I've seen the two most recent Godzilla films. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'll tell you what I am excited for. Oh, boy. Oh. It's made of oh. time, and it's arcade anarchy. And this is some Chikara-ass shit, and I am here for it. We we, we are in on the bus the day creamed his pants watching this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're Chikara now, baby. Don't you worry. Oh, this Price Remsberg's the Chuck T's the Orange Cassidy's the this is this is a goddamn Chikara match, I'm telling you. You got Chikara well, all over my AW. And I'm if this is Chikara all over if this is what it was the whole time, I'm all for so, it. So Chikara is basically this, but 
in a bingo hall in front of about 50 people and occasionally someone gets hypnotised by a snake. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll go with it. <laughs> and you basically, you basically imagine that and you've got your car. Um, and Eddie Kings is there. And Eddie Kings is the only person who's taking it seriously in the entire company. <laughs> Everyone else is like throwing invisible hand grenades at each other and Eddie Kings is just beating the piss out of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's and that's basically Shakara. Um, maybe that's why you didn't show up this week. You knew this was happening. He's like, nah, fuck nah, this. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm out. I've got. I thought I got away from all this. This was like this me in my twenties. I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're wondering what uh, arcade anarchy actually is, it's basically a hardcore match, except around the ring there is, and they've done this quite well. It's not. I, I feared this would be some random bullshit, but they've they've done a really good job. So on one side of the ring, there's like an actual bank of arcade machines, like a rings as they would be in an arcade. Yeah. And on the other side of the ring, there is a whack-a-mole. There is like an alien claw grabber, like UFO claw grabber. And then there is a prize board with like hardcore weapons as the prizes for like tickets. Yeah. Now, do, do we have arcades here? They're not as really I, right for, for people who are my age, I am in my 30s. Um, so if you go to any of like the, the great British seaside towns, you will go to an arcade. I don't know what I don't know. I've been I've been to the Scottish coast, mate. There's nothing there. I know. Yeah, like I was. What what I would say for it, even if there is one Scottish person, just the back of like a bowling fucking place, like just to the left, like in that area. It's basically that. Just in yeah, fucking... you've got like you've got like a time crisis arcade machine. You've got like your whack a mole. Yeah. Um, and they all, they, when you win, you get like little paper tickets and you take them to like a prize counter and get like a fucking key ring or something after you've won like a thousand of them. Um, so, and then, yeah, it's, it's, I, I had a birthday party at one once. It's, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, me, me and Courtney done that, spent about 40 quid for free candles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried so hard on the one machine I was good at to get as many as possible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and so, yeah, this is basically just, it's just, I, I, really, it's, I fucking love this match. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, we start out with Orange Cassidy throwing Kip Sabian through a whack-a-mole machine. Oh, and then bonking before him with a hammer. Before we, before we properly go in, can I just say how well that song fits Orange Cassidy and... And, and just the best friends in general. It's, it's so for, the, oh. people, for people who aren't aware, um, recently, as of last week, um, Tony Khan got the checkbook out again and he bought the rights to Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Now, I was looking at the numbers of that on Spotify, right? Compared to the rest of their songs, that's like the standout one out there. Right. Nothing's close to it. So, do you know the Pixies, Aaron? Not really. <laughs> okay, so the Pixies were a massive indie band from like the late eighties, early nineties. Um, Whereas my mind was the biggest single by far. It features on the closing credits of the song of the film Fight Club. Right. Okay, that so makes the, sense with the way yeah, it was. Yeah. It's easily, yeah, it's easily the biggest song. It's it's fucking huge. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it is for people of my generation. I don't know if it's quite the same for, but it's it was like a, it was like a, an anthem at the time. Um, yeah. Really big, massive song, uh, and it's it's mad that the, the Tony Kong just bought the rights for for wrestling, and it's like I, I don't know how much money that I don't know how much money. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna tell you now, it probably cost a lot more than fucking Tarzan boy. No disrespect to Tarzan boy, but I don't think it, I don't think they were getting where's my mind money for that. <laughs> 
it, it just when I heard it start playing, I just see Orange waddling out the tunnel with it just playing in the background. I was like, why does that work so well? Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we, we go back to... Um, Oh yeah, so at the start of the match, before Cassidy and Saving do the whack mole, um Miro just kills Chuck Taylor. Like yeah. straight up murders him. And there's there's almost like a bit of a there's almost like a bit of a horror movie vibe in this in this um match where it's like it's people trying to avoid or incapacitate Miro so he doesn't murder them. It's like a, like they they can't quite kill him, they can just escape him and like inconvenience him. <laughs> like, most of this match you barely see Kip. Yeah, when he gets he gets brained through the whack-a-mole and hit with the, the hammer and then it's two on one trying to like eliminate trying to do any damage to Miro who looks like an absolute god of war um, he's killing the shit and he, he gets a chair um, he throws Orange Cast into the ring post body slams on the floor gets a chair which without paying for it no, t- no, no tickets as Tony Gironi is incensed about <laughs> he puts the chair into like the turnbuckle in the corner and like literally just launches Orange Cassidy face first into it. Oh, it's just mental. Um, so then, um, Orange and Chuck get a kendo stick and a trash can lid and just beat Miro to the floor. Basically, well, well basically, Orange has got the bin lid and Miro runs straight into it. Orange is just like, nah, that's <laughs> 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 someone the way. <laughs> And then, like, he's on his knees and just, they start smacking the living shit at him and it's like, holy fuck. And they bury him with, like, all the shit they can find. Oh, what was it? Two tables and then they start throwing, like, really it's, little things. It's, like the bar- it's, it's, it's like the barricade as well. So earlier on, um, Miro body slammed or power slammed Chuck Taylor onto the barricade, onto a barricade. They get that. They get it's the suplex the because the two of them tried to do it to him. Yeah. Um, well, and then yeah, so they, they just cover him in loads of shit. Um, then they go to pin him, and like say, uh, Kip Sabian just comes out of nowhere and just brains. Um, he literally slides across all the shit on top of Miro. Yeah, it looks like it, it, looks like it hurts Miro more than it like helps him. <laughs> so he like lands on the shit on top of Miro to push like Chuck T off him. Uh, then he kicks Orange Cassidy through the prize board. Oh. It's a funny so he kicks him and he like he falls yeah. into it. He, he kicks him and he like falls into it a bit like his arm goes through it. And then he's about to get back up and you just hear Kip say, get back in there and just kicks him right through it. That is mad. This um, is all in the space of like five, ten minutes. Like all this has happened. Well the whole match is fourteen minutes that- long and we're not even halfway well, in. Fourteen minutes and we're like I'm halfway through my notes here on 14 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not even like this isn't even like the halfway point of the match and all this is happening. No. <laughs> So then Chuck Taylor gets another prize off the board. It's a teddy bear. Oh. So they get, back, they get back into the ring and there's like some tape over the teddy bear's back. And so I thought, oh, the teddy bear's got thumbtacks in, hasn't it? But yes. no, we're in Chikara bullshit land, thankfully. So if it's not <laughs> thumbtacks, it's fucking Lego. Lego bricks. And it's uh, not even Lego. If you look at it closely, it's fucking fake-ass Lego that you get from the supermarket. Like from Woolies, oh, isn't it? that... Like, me- like mega blocks or tonka blocks ah, or some bullshit. It's the one that's like not. It's like Lego's expensive, man. Like it's like cheap ass Lego. Like yeah, like dentist waiting rooms. You know when you're a kid. <laughs> um, Did you see Lego's like April Fools today? Yes, the, the smart bricks that move out the way. <laughs> well, these aren't smart bricks because I tell you now, Chuck Taylor goes right into it. 
Um, yeah, so Chuck gets a power bomb. A power bomb? Yeah. yeah so he's, he's, got a, he's, 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 he's got a superplex kip, isn't he? And then Kip sort of slips down and like Chuck sort of stranded and he just grabs him off the top rope and slams him down uh, onto the Legos. Cassidy comes in, uh, hits an orange crush, not on the Lego. Um, goes to the win. Penelope pulls the ref out. It's Aubrey. Um, then Penelope Ford kicks orange dick kick season. Um, and then as she's like sort of she's sort of like posing outside she's right by the UFO like teddy bear grabbing machine and yeah. for Statland it just pops up from inside it she just like pushes the glass <laughs> she goes like quiet. she goes like fucking Fusra <laughs> Skyrim style shoots the glass out the front of the thing just cracks me <laughs> before in the face um, <laughs> and she um, she basically just takes Nolke Ford on the apron and power, um, power slams her through it and a hockey table where, where a fucking ski of one decides to shout, Hockey Mania! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> good fun there. So good to see Chris on the back as well. Uh, I know she's been on being the elite a bit lately, but she, and she, been, she did a really good job. Like, so someone was like, oh, are you, you going to be back on Dynamite soon? And she's like, no, I'm still not clear. This was like two weeks ago. So she did a really good yeah. job of like, of like, of like you know playing this down which was cool she was also on bt like was it not like a month ago or three weeks ago or something yeah like abducting, she was doing stuff abducting yeah. garrison and making him do the mentor experiment in her like super yeah. special space lab yeah it was it was good fun um she also has a crush on orange Cassidy um because she sang a she said she sang a song to tell her how she felt and he was listening to music in headphones. <laughs> it was it was heartbreaking. Um, was it even headphones or was it he was just sleeping? Oh, he's sure? asleep. Yeah, he was asleep. Sorry, he was yeah. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's it was heartbreaking. It was uh, it was the greatest tragedy of the, of of, uh, of the year. Um, so the mirror oh, a wild mirror appears and just does a murder on Orange Cast. Oh, no, he literally throws Orange Cast into space. <laughs> like, yeah. he, throw, he throws him, like, the uh, as Tony Jerome describes, he throws, he's on the outside, he throws him the entire length of the ring. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, right. he, he throws him into, like, the next state. He throws him into, like... Miro... Miro is, like, the Goldberg, but in a good way, like how Goldberg's meant to be. Yeah, just pure, <laughs> pure unbridled fury, like all of the time. Pure unbridled fury, has a few breaks in between and then just cracks on again. Yeah, just <laughs> lie down, I'm back to do murder. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Miro throws Cassidy into like a different zip, zip code. Um, like literally, um, hits him with a chair, hits, hits truck with truck with a chair, um, and so basically Miro's beating the piss out of them and he's like and this is like this is my favourite bit of like the whole match you've got like Orange and Chuck are like on, they're in like the, the sort of like car slipway and like crawling out the, they're crawling yeah. away from the ring and like Miro's like a bull like about to pounce he's like fucking stamping his feet and like pouring the floor he's about to like charge and annihilate yeah, them yeah he's like clearing all the tables and stuff ready to just kill them basically <laughs> and then you see a, a set of um headlights in the distance and a car starts driving. You can't really make it out until it gets into the lights get closer and it's Sue's minivan. Soon our shagging wagon. And who gets out yeah. who gets out the back seat? <laughs> it's Trent. We thought he was out for like the whole year. No, oh. he's back. He gets a kiss off his mum for good luck, obviously. You know, Sue's obviously. Sue's a champion. Um and then, yeah, he, he 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 helps his boys up, and he stands proud with the lads. And they um they basically just like 
encircled Miro and basically punched the fuck out of him. The thing is, though, when they're going after him, Miro's still getting a few shots in. Oh, like, yeah. He, he's, he goes down swinging. He goes down swinging. Like, he really does. <laughs> Um, and they make it, and Jim Ross is really putting him over, saying that there's not a man on the roster that Miro can't like. Um, and Miro, Miro, to be fair, Miro beats them all to the floor, like eventually. Yeah. He, like, he gets the better of all three of them, and he, he, Jim Ross is like saying there's not no one on the roster that Miro can't manhandle. Um, so then, like the the the, the 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 one mistake he does make, however, is he turns his attention towards Sue. Anyway, he has a little wave, and then he get he goes up towards the car, and he almost falls off the bonnet. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he tries to climb up it, doesn't he? Yeah, he, just... he, he grabs the windscreen wipers and stuff, like lifts them up, and then he, he, he sort of like tries to climb on the bonnet, and he, he slips a bit because it's a bonnet. It's slipping <laughs> um, You know, sweat on a sorry, bonnet. On a hood, on, go. a hood. If you're um, American, sorry, no, we, have, we have an American audience. <laughs> um, and then Trent comes out of nowhere, backs him, hits him in the back, throw, like literally slams him into the front of the car, <laughs> and then takes him back. To the um to the arena, Mira had like put a table against the wall, hadn't he earlier? Like he yeah. leaned it against the wall, and then Trent spears him through that. And as he's doing that, um, on the stage, Kip Sabian's watching aghast because he's fucking up because Mira was his only chance of winning. And as he's like, as he's like, Chuck turns him around, picks him up, and gives him a running power slam off the stage through a table. It's absolutely mental. <laughs> This match was just ridiculous. You know, and 14 minutes ago, we had the entrances like, were happening. It's mental. <laughs> I love... Oh, it's so good. I was not expecting this from... Um, and so, so that's good for the win. It's good for the three. Um, then we get back into the ring for the first time in a long time. It feels like, oh, we give the people what they want. We have Where's My Mind Starts Playing, we have the hook, we have the crash zoom, and then even better, Chris Statlander gets in the ring. And we do it all over again. We do another hook, yes. we do another crash zoom. I got goosebumps with the crash zooms and the pixies playing in the background. And oh, it was amazing. So good. Great finish to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Considering we were we were a little concerned about how this match was gonna come across. Man, they fucking yeah. nailed it. Like they really, really nailed it. We expected stuff like a parking lot brawl, but it's just a circle of arcade machines and shit like that, basically. But we, I think we got the best thing possible. Yeah, I mean, it was it was what if you let Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy design a hardcore match, and that's exactly what yeah. we got. Yeah, it, it fit the characters perfectly. I oh. think it was just ridiculous enough to to work as a spectacle. Um, we got and, and we had two huge returns and is 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 Chris Statland now one of the best friends? Is that is that happening? She should be. She fits right in. Yeah. So I mean, they've got, I, alien, I they've, got they've got aliens in their entrance video already. So yeah, like she can easily just fight in the women's division. Like obviously, we've got the whole oh, there's too many factions. Yeah, the, the, the best friends are an existing faction. I think I think you'll find. Well, but yeah. You know what I mean? Adding more to the collection. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean Miro, Kip, and uh, Penelope are a fashion? No, because they're a tag team with Penelope. With Penelope as like the manager role more than anything. I mean, she wrestles them. I, I know, but not like 
I don't know. Don't question it, Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Are the butcher the blade the bunny of action? No, they're a tag team with a manager. I'd go for. Oh, the bunny's wrestling next week. I'm done with it. Is it wrestling though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, you, have you seen this week's being the elite? By the way. Uh, yeah, but I can't remember much. So I there's, think a, I just... there's, there's a really cool, um, like Mahardi's talking about, like how he recruited. Because Barry Parsley were a little bit concerned about the blood sugar in the bunny, and um, <laughs> Mahardi talks about how he recruited them and he approached them as like big money match, trying like talking them about like money and how much money they're going to make, and that didn't work. So he went away and came back as broken math and started talking about nonsense. So you can just change it now, is his thing. You can just well, no, I, no, I, th- I think the whole point was big as big money match. He's got over where of who Broken Matt was and he, he can pretend to be him basically he, he was talking about dimensions yeah. um, and that was that was all the butcher needed to hear he was right on he was right on board with that <laughs> instantly, instantly in 100% it was great um, but yeah going back to this week's Dynamite uh, I thought this, this was a great end to the show um, Aaron do you want to do your highs and lows please mate I mean if, if yours isn't the same high then there's something wrong it's that main event that was absolutely ridiculous I, I loved it so much. That That is my jam. Um, my low, it's going to have to be the Christian match for me. Just, it was, it's not that it was slow, it's just, I think I did just expect more from Christian and try to see more Christian getting offence, but we'll, we'll see more of that in the coming time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously, obviously, I'm having the same as you. <laughs> um, put the put all the Chikara in all of my AW, please. Uh, give me Bryce Remsburg. Give me all of the. Ch- I mean, they've got like half the fucking roster on there now, so you know, there's no reason why they can't just make it a Chikara show. It's great. Just um, just sign what's his face. Um, Sepan- not Sepantico. Oh, they've got they've got a snake. Just make him do hypnosis, and, and you're either, aren't you? So, yeah. Just off fucking Luther. Get the damn. No, he can be. So the team was they were called the Ophidium the Ophidium Portal, and it was I can't remember the name of the snake now. It was a Mastus who was the Funky Pharaoh. He did like dancing. The Funky Pharaoh. Yeah, he did like dancing and stuff. He like break dance. He was cool. Ophidian. Uh, <laughs> they were a Syrian portal. It was Ophidian was a snake. Ophidian uh, was a snake, and he could hypnotize people because he was a snake, including the referee. Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, um, but they had they had, so Mastus <clears throat> retired because he got injured, and then he came back, and then when he retired, Aphidian turned heel, and then when Mastus like got medically cleared and came back, they had a big mad blood feud, and it ended in a, a sarcophagus match, which is basically just a casket match, but with a sarcophagus instead of a casket. Yeah, and it was dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, enough talk about Chikara. Uh, my lows. Uh, my low probably the women's match just because it was a bit. Um, it's a bit messy, a bit overbooked, and it was. I, I, I'm more excited to see Taikanti wrestle in singles action because I want to see more Taikanti because she's my favourite thing in the women's division at the moment. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. But um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, overall, I thought it was a really good episode of Dynamite. We always, we always say this: it's a really good episode of Dynamite. Um, because yeah, like this, this is the issue with me for AEW is there's never anything bad. Usually, it's just commentary, but even this week. They were pretty decent. Yeah. They were very not. They didn't say anything majorly bad this week. So yeah, um, decent show. I uh, like to say we're, we're sort of we don't know what's happening because obviously there's a there's a, another um, pay per view, but it's not till like next month. 
uh, like late next month. We, we assume there's probably going to be some sort of TV special at some point in the in the month of March. Um, or April, sorry. Fuck it's April. God damn, the year's quarter done already. It's mad. Um, yeah, there'll be something in April, we imagine. We don't know yet. They haven't announced it. But look, it's announced the week before, probably. Only. Um, so yeah, for, even for, for like a, a sort of down period, we're like we're, we're quite away from the from the um, next pay-per-view. I think that they're still doing a, a great job of putting on exciting shows, good story development, and yeah, we seem to be say every week, good matches, good story development. Yeah, can't, no complaints. Yeah. Oh, right. So before we wrap up, uh, Aaron, if people would like to tell us what they thought about what we uh, this main event and this this cornucopia of wrestling on social media, how would people go about doing that? Uh, you can get us at Facebook and. Well, don't tell us at YouTube, but you can watch all our old stuff at YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And if you go to Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Wrestling Pod, you can get us with the banner and talking to us, specifically on Twitter. And on Twitch, you can see all our old gaming things that we've had and that we've done in the past that we're still doing. Um, and if you use the same Untitled Wrestling Pod on the Discord, you can join in on our games nights or you can even speak about wrestling. There's tons of different rooms and servers, comic books, Marvel, anything. There's a whole group of us. True that. Uh, also, I would like to um, say if you are after any beard products, if you're a man with a beard or anyone with a beard, really, we don't mean to discriminate, uh, you can go to thatchface.com. You need the code TROYXL85 to get yourself 20% off. They have a wonderful range of beard products, uh, brushes, oils, everything you need. And they donate some of their proceeds from every sale, go to testicular cancer charities, so it's for a good cause. That's a code TROYXL85. Use that check out and get 20% off and last one last quick plug uh, obviously I am uh, my company Top Rope Brewing uh, we have some brand new beers some good stuff we've got a if you want to associate with other podcasts we've got a, a what culture special crate on at the moment for Wrestlemania uh, you can go and buy yourself one of those uh, you can use the code here's why to get free shipping on that it's all on the website toproperbrewing.com go and check that out if you would like some wrestling themed beer uh, well, mate, I think that's going to do us um, for this AEW review. Uh, yeah, thank you all much for joining us this week, guys, and we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. What did the waiter at the Bavarian restaurant ask the total package? German soup, Lex? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I don't hate that one, to be fair.